Hi, and welcome to Project 45's first ever podcast. My name is Jack. And I'm Michael. And we're the founders of Project 45. So a little bit about uh, what Project 45 is before we get started with this podcast. Uh, Project 45 started out as a community action group uh, with the mantra of making America great. And the emphasis is on making. Uh, We wanted to create uh, localized community projects that uh, encourage people to get involved in their community, to make a difference in their community, all while raising uh, raising awareness towards certain issues. Uh, let, don't get me wrong; we're not from big big city America, a big suburb, you know, sub, sprawling suburban area. Uh, area. So the problems that we were addressing were big city type problems, but there, we also wanted to make sure that people were aware that these problems don't just affect big cities; they affect small town America and middle uh, middle town America. So we started out. Uh, with a little project to uh, towards the homeless, and we collected a numerous amount of items to put together these care packages for for homeless uh, encampments. Uh, they were passed out uh, to homeless encamps, uh, people sleeping under bridges in the community, homeless shelters, uh, just you know essentials to kind of help them get by uh, while living on the streets, and that kind of expanded to other projects uh, that we collected uh, new and used coats that were donated to local elementary school for children uh, who didn't have coats that were attending elementary school. Uh, Then from there I went to uh, collecting uh, pairs of new shoes and we donated donated those to another uh, impoverished uh, school in our community. And then we decided that we wanted to take it a step further and we wanted to provide uh, nutritious meals to the homeless in the community, to expand on programs. Um, these people relied on government and government aid stopped at a certain point. And we wanted to fill gaps and we wanted to fill the needs in the, in the community. So we, we went out and we put together these meals that weren't just geared towards homeless people, but they were geared towards impoverished neighborhoods. Neighborhoods where uh, people had a job, people had a home, uh, but not necessarily the income to make, uh, you know, put a good, decent meal on on the table. So we wanted to have an opportunity or provide an opportunity uh, to reach out to those people and give them a good Thanksgiving meal, Christmas dinner. So we did that. We did those things with do the Feed the Hunger, Pro- Hunger projects. Uh, around uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, and that's just a little way to, like I said, just gets people involved in their community and, and raises awareness to issues that Americans are out there suffering, not what the mainstream media wants you to think that you know Americans are all fine, they're they're all privileged, and and there's no problems in the world, that all the problems exist with non-Americans, and then all our uh, our resources should be geared to them. So this podcast. Uh, we wanted the goal of this podcast. We wanted to provide our listeners with a little of a real perspective on the issues of today, so that you, the listener, can make a, a more informed decision, uh, critically think, and discover for yourself what the real truth is and what fake news is. And and two important things we were going to harp on in this podcast. And you can bear with us. Or we're just getting started. Our our audio may not be. You know that of some some podcasts or we're just we're kind of learning this thing so just kind of bear with us but we'll hope as we get further and further along 
uh, will improve and our listener base will improve and you'll enjoy the content that we're giving to you. But we want to we want to touch base on two things that we just said. One thing, the first thing is critically think. Uh, and the second thing is fake news. And we'll, we'll elaborate a little bit on those right now. But Michael's going to talk a little bit about what critical thinking is, the definition of critical thinking, and uh, get us started on today's podcast. So. I think one of the most lacking things that uh, we have today in today's society, especially among, um, I guess, voters and millennials and the basic population of America is the ability to think critically. I don't think it's taught in school. I don't think it's taught in colleges. I think most colleges and most schools, they indoctrinate children through repetition, through rote uh, memorization of certain topics, through selective teaching of history and 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 other things that they're just taught to memorize and just accept what they're being told instead of researching and thinking through a topic or an idea. So just to give us a working definition of what critical thinking is, um, I pulled this just off the internet. Just This is just a basic Google search of a internet definition of critical thinking, and it is a noun. And it's the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. Let me read that again. It is the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. So let's break that down a little bit and think about what this definition says. It's the objective analysis of, and evaluation. That means you on your own take the individual pieces of an issue and you look at them, you think about them for yourself, you do research, you determine what the overall picture of the issue is, and you make a judgment for yourself. Now most media today will give us the facts about a topic or an issue and then tell us what to think about that issue. And most people will run with that. And I'll take one one instance uh, for for illustration purposes is we were put in a situation uh, where we were we were an anti-protest to a protest in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They were trying to take down a statue of a Confederate general, and it was the NAACP and a, you know another social justice warrior group that was out there advocating that that uh, young kids in the black community could not receive justice, could not achieve their dreams and their goals because there was this statue of this virtually unknown um, Confederate general on the courthouse lawn of ha the Hamilton County Courthouse. Now this was in the height of the take down the statues Oh yeah, this the, is the, the movement of, of all yeah. that. So it's it's not something very you know Charlotte. This was in the height of the 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 frenzy over Charlotte. But but take into context what he just said. This is Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is you know this is not a, a sprawling. Uh, I I don't want to say unimportant, but it's not one of your major U.S. cities involved in the crisis of this take down the statue movement. This is Chattanooga, Tennessee, a highly conservative, 
deeply Highly red state of Tennessee. Right. And suddenly this this NAACP and this this uh, social justice uh, church Mercy or Junction. Mercy, Mercy Junction, Junction Church, church. yeah, um, uh, you know, they they decide that this statue in Chattanooga is somehow oppressing people. So I just had to interject that there, but go ahead and get back to your story. So the statue is interjecting people, and the interesting thing, or the statue is oppressing people. Um, so the interesting thing about that is that the one of the leaders of the NAACP had initially told a local paper in Chattanooga that they wanted to take down the statue of the Confederate general and replace it with a black man who had been lynched in the early in the early 20th century and hung from one of the bridges in Chattanooga they wanted to replace that but when we confronted the NAACP they said that that was not the fact but it was in print quoted that that was their intended goal but anyway so we were confronted with uh, we were we were confronted obviously because we were in a, we were in a uh, a minority. I think there were maybe six of us on our side protesting against the removal of the statue, and there were probably maybe 75 to 100 with this Mercy Junction Church and the local NAACP. And mind you, in Chattanooga, the south side of Chattanooga and the inner city areas of Chattanooga are so riddled with gang violence that every single day on the news there's a report of a shooting in a black neighborhood but the NAACP is so concerned that this statue that's been there for almost a hundred years is the is the one major plight and a major thing that's oppressing the black community in Tennessee, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Just to, just to elaborate a little bit on what Michael just said about the crime in Chattanooga, uh, you know, this, the NAACP says that this statue is the single most oppressive uh, thing to the black community in Chattanooga. But, but Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, according to crime statistics, has a 64% higher than violent crime rate than Tennessee's average while remaining 178% higher than the national average in crime. And mind you that this demonstration, correct correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, took place, what, within a couple a miles? Mile. A, a mile? At least a mile. I would say it's, I would say it's about, I would say it's about a mile from the areas, um, where this the majority of this crime occur, and those are predominantly black neighborhoods, and it's black mean, on black crime. It's not white people committing crime against black people. It's not lynchings. It's not the KKK. It's it's gang violent black on black crime. But here we are at the steps of Chattanooga, the back steps of a of a steps, of a non-functional yes. entrance to the it, courthouse. It's it's, uh, it's um, administrative only. Correct. It's where it's where the um, it, uh, it the courts building is across the street where actual criminal court sessions court takes place. The only thing that takes place in the Hamilton County Courthouse, to my knowledge, is the city council meetings, where is what this issue was going to be voted on. 
uh, later on that week or the next week, I think. But I'll just say this, that we prevailed. Um, that I believe that truth prevailed and right prevailed. And we said all along, and we even talked to the news media in Chattanooga, and we said, we have no problem for the NAACP sponsoring, petitioning the city, petitioning the county, getting it approved through the proper channels of government to erect a statue to this individual who was lynched here in Chattanooga in the early 20th century. We have no problem whatsoever sharing the courthouse lawn with this individual. If you want to erect a statue to this to this man who was lynched, who was wrongfully murdered, which is really the case. He was wrongfully murdered. I mean, you can't say that that lynching in any case, whether it be black on black, white on white, crime is crime. Wouldn't you agree, Jack? Oh, I, yeah. Crime is is crime. Crime the is color, crime. The murder color is, murder is, is irrelevant. That's why. The, that's why justice. The statue. The 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 statue of justice is blindfolded. Is blind. In reality, maybe that's not the case. But the intent of the justice system is a partiality. That's impartiality. The, impartiality. Yes. Correct. Yes. Excuse me. But the I, th I think the, I think one of the most telling the telling aspects of that demonstration was the fact that the the uh, NAACP, the Mercy Junction uh, Social Justice Group that operates out of Chattanooga, uh, took small children, small black children. Under, under under the under age of teenage, yeah, under seven, the age of ten, ten, seven to ten years old, and paraded these people, these children, up on to the statue and told those children that they would never receive a fair shake in society. They would never receive justice. That the 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 deck was already stacked against them because they were black, and this statue was on this courthouse lawn, an inoperable entrance to the courthouse not even used for criminal or civil proceedings that this statue placed in this courthouse square had already placed them in a box that they can never ever overcome and that was one of the things that we pointed out is how could you sit there and place these kids of no matter what color that you predestined them to a library to slavery and, slavery. and injustice because of some inanimate object that you've gave this absolute power to. That you've ascribed this power to oppress. Yeah. That statue has not oppressed anybody in the hundred years that it has existed. But suddenly, this social justice warrior group and that local NAACP chapter has ascribed power to a granite statue on the courthouse lawn and now suddenly this statue has the power to oppress children when, when the real injustice that that we aimed to, to point out was taking place within a mile or two down the road the real injustice was the fact that the, the black communities in this area were riddled with crime drugs drugs uh, prostitution. prostitution, gang members, that these children that you've placed up on this statue weren't being oppressed by this inanimate stone statue that was being placed in, uh, that was placed in this courthouse, but the fact that their own community was already against them, that their own community was shooting up their neighborhoods, selling crack and, and other drugs and 
in their neighborhood, prostituting out young girls, uh, taking these young children and basically forcing them to join a gang or get or get killed basically in Chattanooga. So there's the real injustice. There's the real uh, problem with this area. And this this was just a precursor to get us started where we're at right now in these podcasts. And I think that goes to the part of critical thinking and the fake news. And that fake news was a, was a term that's been coined often by President Trump. Uh, we'll get in we'll get in that a little bit later. We're giving examples of that, but you know, critical thinking has to do it has to start with the individual, and I think it starts with television. And a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, they they, they tune in each night and they and they get their news from Fox, they get their news from CNN, MSNBC, whatever source you get your news from. You know that that's a slice of society. You know. The conservatives are naturally probably going to get their news from Fox or Newsmax or some other conservative type news uh, organization, and the and the liberals, the ultra left, are going to get theirs from CNN MSNBC. and MS, MSNBC. So you 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 kind of divided the audience when you go strictly to TV for news. Because let's let's be honest with each other, we're going to go watch the news uh, that kind of fits our, our view. Our, yeah, our, our paradigm. The way we see culture today we're gonna we're gonna either go to red fox or we're gonna go to blue cnn it's the it's the division of society and that's and you know that's a plan it's a plan to divide uh because uh you know i'm just to throw in a little bible term jesus said in the bible that a house divided against itself cannot stand so our real enemy just to put it out there our real enemy is the government and if the people who are supposed to control and run the government are divided against themselves, they can never overthrow the house. Correct. And I mean, that's what we're seeing today in in our society. You know, it's it's the division of the American people. Uh, it's never been so much more divisive than it is today. Where. Uh, you know, a, a man or a woman can walk down the street in a MAGA hat and people have been compelled to attack you, ridicule, ridicule you, uh, call you names in the streets of America. I mean, I, I can recall going to the inauguration and that is the first time that I have ever set foot in Washington, D.C. And that is the first time that I ever felt that I have I was not in America. Uh I was not free to wear my MAGA hat. I was not free to express express my political opinion without being called racist, Nazi, attacked, spit at, you know, all the things that you see in the news today that are going on. And, and that's what we're getting at. Uh, we're leading up to our first topic. Whether you listen to Fox News or you listen to CNN, each one of those is a business. And they have a business model. Fox News and CNN doesn't succeed without financial support and gain. And gain. So I'm not going to sit here and say that you don't get some news from either one of those uh, news organizations or so-called quote news organizations. That you don't get some facts from those. But I'm going to sit here and say that do you actually get the real truth and the real news from either one? Whether you are conservative and hardcore believe in Fox and I'm going to admit, I listen to Fox 95% of the time. That's that's my go-to source. But 
I watch Fox News and I critically think what Fox News is going. And I think that's what we're going to get into here a little bit. Uh, I mean, we can go back to the early... We were talking about fake news and, and that's, that's a little bit about half-reporting issues. Like, there are... Uh, news reports out there that are factual, but they're half reported. And I, I think we've, we've got a little video, if we can get it to play here in a minute, uh, a little audio. This goes back to the to the uh, 1990s. I mean, that's probably one of the first examples. I'm sure there's plenty more out there, but this is, this is the one that caught our eye. Uh, this is an NBC report, right, Michael? A Dateline NBC. A Dateline yeah. NBC mm -hmm. report uh, about Chevrolet GM trucks uh, spontaneously uh, catching on fire uh, on impact on impact yeah uh, mm -hmm. at, at a certain angle of, of an impact and um, so so Dateline NBC put together this this big montage story of how if you drove one of these GM Chevrolet pickup trucks you were gonna die if you got in a certain kind of crash that they were gonna spontaneously catch on fire and that and basically the GM the GM um, tests that were being conducted um, to show the safety or to test the safety of the vehicles were being rigged. But what the what Dateline actually ends up and NBC News actually ends up admitting to is that they rigged their own test yeah, of the GM truck. Yeah, you'll. I don't know if this video plays it, but if if not, we'll give you a kind of a little background. When they did this. Uh, demonstration, if you will, of how these these vehicles were going to explode when, on impact. Uh, a firefighter associated with the uh, taping of NBC's uh, test contacted GMC within a matter of days after the the, the filming of this this test and notified GMC or, or GM that uh, NBC had faulty faultily are falsified they had they had basically planted incendiary devices to fit their narrative around the um, the impact site around the gas tank gas uh, gasoline area of the truck to ensure that it ignited on fire when on impact so we're going to play a little bit of that that audio for you contractor did put incendiary devices under the trucks to ensure that there would be a fire if gasoline were released from the truck's gas tank. We said the crash, quote, forced gasoline to spew from the fuel cap, end quote. GM says since the gas cap was the wrong cap for the GM filler tube and because the gas tank was overfilled, the cap came off when the impact occurred. We agree with GM that we should have told our viewers about these devices. The Dateline reporter, however, said, quote, at impact, a small hole was punctured in the tank, unquote. GM has now x-rayed that tank and found no hole. We acknowledge the placing of the incendiary devices under the truck was a bad idea from start to finish. So, I mean, there you have it. NBC, 1992, 1992 yeah. already admitted, hey, we've, we have falsified this report. So that it fits our narrative that my God, if you're going to drive this this Chevrolet pickup truck, you and your family is going to burst into flames. God forbid if you get hit in the side. But we had to rig it so much that to fit our narrative that it's almost implausible for this situation to happen to you on the street. They put the wrong gas cap on the truck. 
they overfill the tank and they put incendiary devices on the truck so they basically created the perfect storm and when the perfect storm didn't happen they blew it up so so i mean i find that hard to believe that this is this is i mean then this is the 90s when I mean, I remember growing up in the 90s, you had three channels, ABC, CBS, and NBC. Those were your news. I don't think Fox started until 96 or the uh, late 90s. I might have been too old for that. But, I mean, yeah. I remember growing up with those three. You had those nightly newses, and, you know, sometime you know, in the 90s, the cable boom started, and we had CNN and all this other fake news that rose up. But, I mean, there you go, an admitted, an admitted uh, you know, uh, falsification of a report that fit the narrative so it would explode on TV and they were going to scare the masses like don't buy these GMC trucks blah 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 tune in and watch us because I mean ultimately if you don't tune in and watch NBC or ABC or CBS I mean their advertisers are going to go away uh, go go away they're not going to have revenue and they're not going to be able to function so they've got to hook you in I and mean, you can see that on the local news I mean we see it here all the time it's 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 always it's sensational TV it's sensational TV yeah. like oh my god it's gonna snow it's raining so hard outside you're gonna drown on your wet your commute code to red. work code it's red. a code red this yeah. it's a weather alert it's alert this traffic alert it's all these words that trigger you and I think you have a little insight onto uh, this Yuri uh, how can you pronounce? Oh, Yuri Bezmenov. Yeah, yeah. So you have a little insight on him, and I think that's a good segue into this. And we're going to give a little video on Nancy Pelosi. I think she somebody uh, oh somebody she... somebody took the collar off of her, and she exposed a little truth. So we'll get into that a little bit. But but on Yuri uh, Bez, Bezmenov, he talks about subversive ideology. But I think the best thing to describe our news and our media today is subversive propaganda. And uh, just to give you a little work, us a working definition of um, subversive propaganda, it's uh, biased information publicized to promote a transformation of principles of a system in an attempt to transform social order, structures of power and authority belong along with social norms. So it's basically whatever they need to say to change the way you think and social norms and we can see that we can see that today just to throw out some examples with transgender and homosexuality and all this other stuff you know years ago it was it was a taboo to be transgender or cross-dresser or homosexual or whatever but all of a sudden it's it's We've add, we've added another alphabet a letter to the alphabet to, to this LGBTQ XYZ whatever and we'll get into that on another video exactly. I'm sure because that's a hot topic that we we want to discuss but here's I mean here's a little excerpt of a video by Yuri Abesmanov uh, on psychological warfare uh, subversion and control of the Western society that kind of gives us a little idea that you know subversive propaganda fake news. Which we're terming, you know, we're we're going along more. Yeah, it's it's fake news, but it's more. It's got a bigger ultimatum than that. It's got a, a much bigger goal than just fake news. Oh, I reported it wrong. I manipulated it. These people have an agenda, and that's why we're gonna we're talking about a subversive propaganda. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Yuri Bezmenov before we go yeah, into go the ahead. video. He's uh, he's a defector from the Soviet Union. He was actually a KGB agent in the 1960s and he talks about in this video about how 
Russia um, used KGB agents in India. I don't know if he talks about it in this video, but he talks about it in other videos and other talks that he gives. But how the KGB in Russia infiltrated young people in India in the ashrams and the whole mo the whole Eastern religion, the whole Beatles, um, uh, British invasion mania of the 1960s. How they how Russia used that to infiltrate the youth and subvert the the youth of the United States to basically bring in communism. So go ahead and play this video. So we'll, we'll play a little excerpt of this and kind of give you an idea of the, I guess, the end game. Yeah, the end game. The yeah. end game of subversive propaganda. So we'll, we'll listen to the beginning of this. Subversion is the term, if, if you look in a, in a dictionary or criminal code to that matter, usually is, exp is explained as a part of activity to destroy things like uh, religion, government system, political, eco economical system of a country. And you... So, there you, there's the part we wanted to hear. This goes into the definition that Michael just spoke about. A, transfer, a transformation of principles... Subversive propaganda. Uh, a transformation of principles of a system in an attempt to transform social order, structures of power and authority along with social norms. And you've got... Yuri, this this defective spy, correct? Uh, uh, Soviet Union ex KGB, an ex KGB, uh, CIA Defector, le yeah. level yeah. Mm -hmm. for for Russia. You've got him. You you've got him defining the end, the ultimate goal of this subversive propaganda. That is basically to to annihilate a society. You know, take brick by brick, structure by structure. You know, pulling out those pieces from political. Uh, Social religious. and religious. Yeah, because the the best the best thing for every communist country is atheism. Right. So I mean, if, if you got no, you've got no faith no to turn to. No, yeah. no, yeah, no. The moral, state is God. The state is God. Yeah. Your allegiance is to the state. There, there's yeah. no higher power. There is no alternative choice for you. So that's where subversive propaganda uh, falls into. We're going to give you examples of some propaganda here in a second, but. Uh, we 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 alluded to the fact that Nancy Pelosi, somebody had somebody had unplugged her from the yeah from the Matrix from the Matrix. She got unplugged from the Matrix, <laughs> and I, I don't know if her her prescription ran out or whatever, but she clearly she had one too many Xanax. She one too day. many Xanax, and she clearly gave away the secret. And this, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is completely a democratic tactic because it, 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 I believe it, it's played on both sides, Republican or Democrat. But again, this is going to go back to thinking critically for you, not just believing what the media says. But here's Nancy at, at a Democratic House Agenda Forum or, or, or um, on broadcast on C-SPAN, I'm sure, on other areas. And she's talking about the wrap-up smear. And the wrap-up smear, Michael, you can probably elaborate a little bit more on what the wrap-up smear. This is his thing. He's a huge Nancy Pelosi oh, fan. I love Nancy. I love her. He gets up in the I'm morning. sarcastically clapping he, as we speak. Yeah, he's sarcastically clapping. He gets up in the morning. It's coffee and, and a daily dose of Nancy's political, how can I make it to the day of... Uh, no Xanax. Yeah, no. Me. How can I make it without a Xanax? No benzodiazepines for me. Right. <laughs> Uplifting video. So... Michael, tell me what Nancy and her wrap-up schmear. Tell me what okay, all that, what so that is. Okay, so basically, I, I'll explain and then I'll let Nancy tell you exactly what it is. But the wrap-up schmear is basically 
for all us simple-minded people like me, because I have to think about this stuff, because I what, see this stuff on, you know, the news, and I'm like, did she really just say that? She said it. She really just said <laughs> she it. She said it. And I'm like, I have to think, did she really just say that? And this goes back to critical thinking. You have to analyze everything she just said. You have to critically think about what she just said to really understand. Because the one of the tactics of the news is to just show us this stuff or show us the real truth and they report it one time for two and a half minutes and never talk about it again. But the lies like the Russia probe, Russia collusion, even Fox News says Russia collusion over and over and over again. That's basically the wrap up schmear in action. Yeah, you, you hear the words, you know, you hear the words Russian collusion. You immediately think your Trump. brain's triggered. Your Trump. brain's triggered. You're like, oh, Trump, what's going on now? So you're going to tune in. You're going to tune in to a dog. You're going to tune in to a dog and a cat smoking a cigarette on the side of the street if they say Russian collusion. Russian and collusion. I'm going to tune into that because I've never heard a dog and a cat speak. But yeah. but you you see that on the side of the road, Russian collusion. You're probably going to put your car in, in a halt stop and pull over and see what the heck's going on. Every network, I don't care what it is, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, they all use the term Russian collusion. And they don't say alleged. They don't say possible. They don't leave any doubt in your mind that there's Russian collusion. It's Russian collusion. And if you think you think you're safe when you turn into your you tune into your local news, wrong. Wrong. They're saying the same thing that the national news is saying. Yeah. I mean, they're owned by CBS, ABC, and NBC, so they're not gonna, they're not going to deviate from the boss. They're not going to sit there and say it's alleged Russian collusion, a Russian hoax, a Russian investigation, blah blah. It's a Russian collusion because they have a narrative. Who so, we determined the only people that say it's a hoax or it's a witch hunt, witch hunt is Tucker Carlson and uh, uh, Sean, Sean Hannity. Hannity, and not that we're promoting either one of them because they work for a network, but they are the only ones that openly say it's a hoax or it's a witch and i'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that either one of those are, are reporters or any news they're commentators they're commentators they're, they're opinion they're opinionators yeah. and they have their opinion but i mean if you're going to watch tv those those are probably going to be the only two that uh you know will actually call it out for what it it, it is which is a hoax but going back to nancy pelosi okay, yeah. michael's favorite person in the whole world uh, daily to, there he goes with the sarcastic clap again. You can see this on video. I, I literally could fall out of my chair right now. <laughs> if he had on a white clan suit from the or the uh, State of the Union address. Or was that the Nazi women? Or is it the, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah, it's the Nazi maybe, women. Yeah. It can be the Nazi women. We'll get, we'll get into that in a later video too, how the, the Democrats of the KKK, the new Nazi party of the of, the, of America. Oh, don't get me started on the Nazi party of America. Well, let's, let's, let's stay on point with Pelosi, Bush, Bush. Let me just throw in there the Nazi party of the Bush family. The Bush family. The Bush family. That's that's Michael's. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's a oh, whole, wait, that's, that's a whole, whole other video show. that I'm going to sit here like show. a like a crazy person. Prescott Bush. But Pelosi, Nazis. Pelosi, and the wrap up schmear. She somebody has unplugged her from the Matrix. She's wild and crazy. She's on the loose. There's somebody in the background going, "Oh my God, how do we get the cane and and uh, pull her off the stage?" But here she is live on C-SPAN talking about how they have this this strategy to demonize someone. Right, to demonize someone. Regardless yeah, of yeah. the truth, that if we could just plant in the American people's ear this falsehood, this whatever whatever truth, this, uh, what, what are people calling it now? Uh, this, well, it's she basically says it's a lie or whatever. 
So you demonize somebody, you tell this lie, and you get a news outlet to report it. And then you get it out there in the news. So CNN's talking about it. NBC's talking about it. It's printed in the New York Times, the Washington Post, and it's in the press. So now it lends credibility to this lie. Because the almighty press, your reliable news source, put it out there. So therefore it must be true. Let's let, let's let Nancy Let's let Nancy. Nancy in her own words. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. So you demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. You want to talk politics? You call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest. And then you merchandise it. And then you write it and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear. And then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. And it's, it's, it's self-evident. It's it's a tactic, and it's, it's self evident. It's self. Oh, hold on, we didn't properly give her, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, Nancy yes, Pelosi. Madam Speaker, the, Madam the Speaker. all hell, Madam Speaker, yes. Nancy Pelosi. But she clearly said it's a tactic, and it's a tactic that both parties use. But it's a tactic that this radical left, because I'm going to tell you, the Democratic Party, and I'm I'm going to be the first one to sit here and admit in this podcast that I was. I came from a family that was absolutely apolitical. not not apolitical. apolitical yeah. My parents didn't vote. They did not want to vote. They did not want to be a part of the political system. They had thought that any participation in the political process was futile, and their vote didn't matter. Didn't count. I, however, I don't know what happened to me. Uh, I came out. I came out sideways. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but. I love politics from a very early age, and I cling to the Democratic Party. I grew up in the era of uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, I remember his first campaign against uh, George Bush in, in uh, what, 92? Yeah, 92, yeah. So, 92, I was 12, so giving away my my age and my life out here. Uh, but I remember following, at the age of 12, you know, uh, Bill Clinton, and this, here was this young charismatic politician playing the saxophone on uh, the Arsenio Hall show and I was watching I was loving it it was, it was everything that I wanted from a, a, a young kid that would love politics smooth talking southern smooth man smooth talking southern man and being from Tennessee you know that southern accent you probably can hear it on this microphone and I apologize oh, yeah. if you can't understand me we'll have maybe in the future we'll be able to put some subtitles on <laughs> but you know I love politics, and I grew up loving the Democratic Party, and I was always told by old-timers that I talked to in my, when my youth about politics that the Democratic Party was the working man's party. But I'm here to tell you today that I switched parties. I ran on a local level as a Democrat. I was involved in the Democratic Party. I learned my lesson when I was told by the local Democratic Party uh, in this past election in 2016 when Trump. Trump came down. I was very intrigued about Trump when he came down. I wasn't sure at the beginning, I'll be honest, if it was a joke or if it was a real thing or whatever, but I tried to I tried to stay within my own party and I tried to keep my party from going to where it was today, but the local party was like, I remember the ultimatum. Uh, you will support Hillary Clinton 
You will go out here and do everything you can for Hillary Clinton. She's the candidate. She deserves to be the candidate. She deserves to be president because she's a woman and she's earned it. There was no if, ands, or buts. There was no, uh, there was no straying from the that. Body, the line of dead bodies behind her proves she's earned yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, who was that a question, Hillary Clinton? I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to end up like Seth Rich or any of these other people, Vince yeah. Foster. I mean, the list can go on and on. I mean, I mean, there's theories out there. That expand. We could do a whole show on the on the dead bodies oh, of, yeah, the, dead bodies of, of the, Clintons. the Clintons, but and the Clinton Foundation and Haiti and I mean, Haiti. Clinton, God, I mean, look at Haiti today. It's, well, a, it's a bottomless hole. We just we just seen a report earlier on on Haiti and the disruption that's going on in Haiti. But I mean, that's that's a whole other story as when well. When was the last time you heard about Libya? I'll just throw that out. Yeah, there too. Libya. Think about Libya. Is, is Libya still a country? Does it exist or what's going on? No, it has no legitimate government. But here you go. Uh, you know. I wanted the Democratic Party to still be for the working class people. So I, t- I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed when I'm sitting here with, the, with these people, and you've got these 70, 80-year-old people that are hardcore Democrats. And I'm just like, is this the Democratic Party that you grew up in? This is not the Democratic Party from the 1990s that I grew up. We have shifted dra- drastically to the left to the point that I don't think it's a Democratic Party anymore that we've, we've coined the phrase, it's the new American Nazi party. It's the new socialist party. You see that in Ocasio-Cortez and these Omar and I can't even, the mf we're going to impeach the mf I can't even pronounce her name. Um, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. I'll give her, I'll, I'll name her name, Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Thanks, Michael. Uh, I just, want you I, to know who that mf is. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to put out there, as a Southern boy, I cannot pronounce names unless you've got a common name. I can't. And I won't. So that's why I got Michael here. He can pronounce names. So you've got these. You've got these Congress uh, women uh, out there representing the new Democratic Party, which is basically a socialist party. But I left the Democratic Party because I seen where we were going, and I never in my life thought that so soon would I see such a drastic shift to where we are right now. But here we are in this the eve of socialism, and you you're going to see with this new Green Deal and these other things you're seeing. The, the Democratic Party, the Socialist Democratic Party, I'm not even going to call it the Democratic Party, they're the Socialist Democratic Party under disguise of the old Democratic Party trying to le- get the American people to open the door ever so slightly so they can stick their pinky finger in that doorway and that is all they need to open the door to straight out, full-on socialism in the United States. And that's kind of one of the... One of our, our main goals we're, we're moving forward to with, with, with Project 45 is to stem the curve of socialism in the United States because Absolutely. I don't want to say it's inevitable, but we are headed down that path. And that's where critical thinking is really, really going to play a key part. You cannot just watch the news. You cannot watch just TV because you can sit there and you can watch your you – could, you could avoid the news like the plague – and you can watch television, you can watch your sitcoms and your comedies and your award shows and your late night television shows. We're going to get to that here in a little bit, example of that. But that's where they get the masses. And you can make your life so busy that you don't have time to breathe and you've got to take billing to soccer practice. You've got to take Jill to piano practice. You've got to take Susie to dance practice. And you've got to go here with your husband and spend time with your husband if you have a husband. Or you got to get a divorce from your husband, whatever you have to do. So you can be with your other husband or yeah. your transgender wife. I don't know what's going on in America. Exactly. The family is broke down. Exactly. Uh, so we, we, we alluded, we, we showed you uh, one of the, the earliest examples. I mean, there, I'm sure there's earlier, earlier examples. But, I mean, in our lifetime, the 90s, when we were teenagers and we were uh, 
paying attention to society just a little bit. Uh, you've seen GM and the NBC Dateline uh, production, not real news, it's production. Because they needed something to fit their narrative to scare the living bejesus out of the, the mass public into not buying these GM products and, and, and creating this ratings extravaganza for Dateline. Because that's what Dateline is. Don't tune into Dateline. They're not going to. They're not going to sell you the latest prescription drug that's got so many side effects that you're you're going to wish you had the original symptom, the original exactly. illness. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to tune into Dateline. You're not going to listen to that. So subversive propaganda. Going back to the propaganda, we're talking about how you're going to watch television. You're watching your your sitcoms. You're watching your soap operas. You're watching this, and they're subtle. Uh, messages. Oh, soap operas are notorious for propaganda. Oh, but anyway, soap operas are notorious, but I, I can't even bear to watch the soap opera. My mom loves soap operas, and I, and I, that's probably the one show that you can the you can never ever single you can your, never ever watch and know exactly what's going on. It's everybody's out. cheating. Well, we're not getting oh, into it's that. Horrible. We're break. It's a break into a fight behind the microphone here, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but. You know, you're watching these television shows, you're watching your, your comedies, you're watching your modern families, you're watching your uh, whatever show you watch. You're watching those type shows, and you're you're getting a political propaganda piece. You're getting a message disguised in a comedy, in a drama, or whatever. Yeah. There's an undertone of a message. It normalizes certain aspects of society. You see commercials during the Super Bowl, you see commercials with Sprint, you see commercials with other things that are normalizing AI technologies, robots, robots. half-human robots. Yeah, it's it's Elon Musk telling it, yeah. us, Elon Musk telling us that we either have to merge with the machine, which if that's not Matrix stuff, I don't know what is. But it it basically Elon Musk said if we don't merge with the machine or merge with technology, which is basically what he talked about was uh, interfacing your brain with nanotechnology and basically becoming a cyborg that we'll basically that we will become like cats to artificial intelligence yeah but so that's i mean scary. i mean you want to you want to i mean who wants to wake up in the morning and licking themselves and hacking up a hairball exactly. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to do that you don't want to do that so but if you don't want to do that you've got to get this injection yeah, you've got to get, get this injection of nanotechnology. Nanotechnology. So this Scary injection. Stuff. So yeah. we'll we'll, we'll, we'll have a whole later on. Yeah, we'll, we'll have another video on injections. Michael's full of all these vaccines. Our cons our on site conspiracy theory <laughs> person is is Michael. So we'll get into that later. He'll probably have his own show. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll sit back and just I'll sit back and si silently uh, listen to his ramblings or his rants, but he will get on them. <laughs> And, I, and, and when you get down into it, I want to I want to say that they're not ramblings and not rants. There are actual factual truth in it, yes. and there's there something that makes you critically think. So I don't want to say that they're rants or ramblings or anything like that. There are factual things in there that get your brain thinking, and that's the point that we want to make. We I think Michael talked a bit. We talked about this subject a little while ago. Uh, TV programming, and you think, oh, it's a TV program. As in, it's it's a program I watch. It's a television show. It's a comedy. It's a sitcom. It's an it's a it's a game show. It's, right, a, it's a reality thing. show. It's scripted yeah. TV programming. Michael has a different theory on that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll pick your little conspiracy brain a little bit on TV programming before we get into this uh, video about from the I believe it's the Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Ellen Page. The, the shining rising star, or I would say the mecca star of uh, 
the LGBTQ XYZ community, whatever they, whatever letter they've added to it now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Michael can tell you a little bit about programming, why it's called programming and TV, and then we'll, that'll get us. He'll lead us into the Ellen Page. The Ellen uh, Page, yeah. Production. Well, you know, if you think about what you do to a computer, if you and I, we now we call them IT. We don't call them computer programmers, but the most common term for them today is IT. But your brain in itself is a biological computer. It has memory. You can access that memory. It controls the motor functions of your body. And if you think about what you do to a computer, you program the computer. So if your mind is like a computer, it can essentially be programmed. And we know with, you know, psychological techniques like hypnosis and things like that, even they have seminars where you can go if you're a smoker and get programmed through hypnosis not to smoke. Well, there's scientific studies and research out there that show that television puts you into a lower state of consciousness. They call it beta waves. So you put yourself into this beta, um, beta wave, or maybe it's alpha wave. E either way, I think it's alpha wave. It's a lower state of consciousness that it places you in. And that lower state of consciousness makes you more susceptible to suggestion. So they basically get you in this lower state of consciousness where they're able to, through the programming, programming a computer, it's a program, television program, news program, to program you to think and believe a certain way, which goes back to what we're, think we're talking about, subversive propaganda. They're trying to subvert your ability to think critically, and instead of you thinking critically about what they're talking about, to put you in this lower state of consciousness where they can introduce these ideas and make you unconsciously believe and think certain things. So let's look at Ellen Page and let's see, they're making a joke out of this. I mean, you know, she's she's a comedian. She's She's supposed to be taking this serious stance here but in the same instance, they put it on this late night talk show, which we all know, you know, the masses watch this and they believe everything. They believe these things. And we've seen this over and over and over again, where we encounter, for lack of a better term, a leftist or, a, you know, village idiot, which most of them act like with no original thought on their own at all, or no critical thinking skills, even though they uh, tout themselves to be educated, will spout off these um, talking points. And then when you ask the person um, to give you factual evidence to support their talking point, the best they can do is, well, you know it's true. Yeah, I well, mean, you know, I mean, and that goes back to where we were talking about the statue. We were confronted while we were at the statue because we had a sign because we were protesting and protesters have signs. <laughs> and it was a quote from Golda Meir. 
I can't remember the exact quote. Something with uh, those who don't know history were doomed to repeat oh, history. Oh, yeah, those or... who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And this Jewish lady came up to us, and she said, it's ironic that you have a quote from Golda Meir, who was a prime minister of Israel, uh, uh, that you have a quote from Golda Meir considering Trump is an anti-Semite. And we're, <laughs> we're so, like, yeah. okay, so... Ivanka Trump's a Jew. Um, uh, uh, Jared Kushner, son-in-law, a Jew, and Trump is anti-Semitic. So, can you please t give us an example of how Trump is an anti-Semite? Uh, yeah. Uh, and she was like, you know, once upon a time in a land far away. Yeah, it was just elaborate. <laughs> I mean, it was like. It was like she said, "Well, Trump didn't do something at a Jewish." Well, she gave it. He he gave us. I think she said. I think she referred to something that he gave a he gave a speech or something, and uh, he said an anti-Semitic. I said, "Well, where was this speech at?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know." And I said, "Well, what was this speech about?" She said, I, "I don't know." Exactly. I said, "Well, I've never heard this speech either." And you've got if you if you have all these, you know this this evidence this this allegation that you're spewing at me and my president. You know, at least come at me with some facts to back it up. And this lady's like, "Well, I, I don't know this, and I don't know that." And we're like, "Well, then you know, you you have nothing." And she's like, "Well, he just is. He just is an exactly. anti-Semite because because she's been told that he's an anti-Semite. You know, there's no factual basis that this man is an anti-Semite. I mean, Michael just pointed out that his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a is, top advisor, a top advisor is a Jew." And his daughter Ivanka converted to uh, uh, Judaism. Judaism. Yeah. I can't speak Judaism. Uh, I mean, the man just moved the United States embassy, embassy and recognized Jerusalem, the capital of huge, Israel huge. to I'm Jerusalem, huge. which, on a biblical term, is is monumental. Uh, not, uh, well, yes, on a biblical term, on biblical terms, anybody who knows anything about uh, Bible prophecy or or um, or end times or the Bible or anything can see that that in the end times that Jerusalem has to be recognized by the world as the capital of Jerusalem and not only that but geopolitically geopolitically it is a huge move to to move the embassy uh, the US embassy from Tel Aviv which is you know the political capital, the political capital yeah. of Jerusalem or of, of Israel, but to move the embassy to Jerusalem geopolitically. I mean, if anybody can remember back to when they, he actually declared that this was going to happen, it was a world uproar. Uh, the European Union, England. I mean, everybody was saying this is a this is a horrible decision. This and, is the wrong decision. And let's keep in mind that. That Trump didn't just pull this rabbit out of his hat. This is some grand ideal that, that Trump came up. These are ideals that former presidents have have promised the American people. George Bush, I believe, Barack yeah, Obama, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, promised. Which was the real anti-Semite? The real anti-Semite. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about another that day. Yeah, another day. But uh, I feel like we we've said another day many times. But oh, I mean, yeah. we do oh, plan yeah. on more podcasts, so we're we're hoping that we can uh, we can build on on this one. But I mean, this is not a new idea that Trump came up with. This is something that the, that previous presidents have promised but never delivered. So the real 
the real critical thinking we're asking is why didn't these presidents deliver on this practice? And Michael may have some insight to that uh, from a, a, a more political or biblical perspective. I don't know. But not today. In the future. In the future. In the future, we got it. It could be an entire different show. But I mean, there there is a reason that establishment politicians and organizations across the world were absolutely up in arms over something that's been promised for years and years by Democrat and Republican presidents alike, and finally that somebody actually took a step to do it. There's your red flag, America. There is your what in the heck is going on moment that this this moved from an embassy or recognition that this this city is the capital of Israel is so significant that it has really pissed off half of the or all of the establishment politicians not only here in America but the world. But we'll get back to that on a different day. But let's go back to this Ellen Page, the, the LGBTQZXYZW whatever uh, goddess that they've put up here. Uh, and you know, the Stephen spokesman Colbert. for yeah, well, Stephen, right, Colbert. Let's Stephen Colbert. Let's, Colbert. let's talk oh, about yeah. Stephen Colbert. I mean, if God. I mean, I was a David Letterman fan, and this is ridiculous that this guy's got the show now. At least Dave tried to be funny. This guy's just a political propaganda tool. But here we are with Ellen Page and Stephen Colbert. She's going to talk about. I think in this video, she's going to start out talking about climate change. Oh, and, climate change, and yeah. how it's how mm -hmm. it's we're all going to die in By ten years. And I mean, by 2030, I mean, we're all going to be dead. We're, by 2030, we're all going to be dead. But she said, but I think she puts it like that the world as we know it is going to be significantly changed. But what does that even mean? I mean, we're, I, I, to give away, it's going to be Mad age. Max level. <laughs> we're going to be eating, we're going to be eating Alpha, Thunderdome. Two men enter, <laughs> one man leave. We're going to be eating uh, uh, out of cans of Alpo dog food and riding around in these hopped up, souped up cars in the middle of a nuclear desert. But, but I remember, I remember when I was, I think I was in middle school, or maybe I was in uh, fifth grade, like late elementary school, when they started Man, talking you're old. about, yeah, I, I'm old, <laughs> when they started talking about the the ozone. Oh, hole. the ozone. There's a hole in the ozone. The dreaded ozone. The oh, ozone yeah. layers being depleted. We're all going to fry. If you travel to the spot where the ozone is exposed, you're all going to fry. We're going to be French fries. <laughs> if you don't stop using Aquanet hairspray. Oh, gosh. Your hair was... <laughs> women's hair was three feet tall it back was. in the night. Sprayed down. <laughs> sprayed down with this Aquanet, Aquanet hairspray. hairspray. But if you don't stop using Aquanet hairspray, and I think... I think they threw in a styrofoam. Styrofoam. Oh yeah, which, styrofoam. Which I don't know if I don't know if you're if you got your eyes open in the 21st century here, but I think we're still using styrofoam. Well, styrofoam was the plastic of the styrofoam is was the plastic of the 90s. The plastic of the, the 90s. The plastic of the 90s. It was this so use styrofoam we're all going to live forever. The, styrofoam it never was the it thing. never biodegraded. If we don't stop using styrofoam, the the uh the uh the what the are chemicals the, the cfc the landfills are going to land, be yeah, the overflowing with styrofoam and blah blah yeah blah, don't blah, break blah. it open don't crush it the, yeah. the, the, the chemicals that were that were emitted from the broken up styrofoam were going into the atmosphere the cows i think the cows are farting too oh. the, <laughs> well the cows have been farting the cows are farting i mean, I mean that's mean, probably in it the demise know. of the dinosaurs screw that yeah. the asteroid it was the dinosaurs were farting the whole time but here you got the 80s, late, uh, you know, late, late 80s, 80s, 90s. 90s. The, the ozone layer was going to kill us. We're yeah. all going to fry. The earth was going to heat up. 
to a point where we're all going to melt. And then we uh, come to the inconvenient truth. The inconvenient truth. I thank, you, thank you, Al Gore, for shedding the, the internet. light. Thank yeah, you for yeah. the internet, Thank Al you for, uh, I mean, shout out to Al Gore that we can come to you live yeah. on a broadcast live on the internet. for yeah. Al Gore creating the uh, internet. By the way, I did support Al Gore. Uh, that's the, uh, he was a Democrat. I was a Democrat. So that's a, a full disclosure. I did vote for Al Gore, uh, but I have since been medically induced and I'm fine. Well, uh, since he's red pill, I've been red pill. Red pill. I've been red pill. That's so the best term for it. I took red the red pill. pill. Trump. Thank God for yeah. Trump and the red pill. Yeah. Uh, but I've been red pilled, and I, I finally see the truth, and not the inconvenient truth, but the actual truth. Well, but the tr real truth is really inconvenient. It so. is real. It is inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, so we went from the ozone is going to kill you to this inconvenient truth that the the climate the ice well, caps are going to melt we're yeah, all going to global warming it started out tennessee was going to have beachfront property which yeah, i looked exactly. out my window this afternoon and i still don't have uh beachfront uh beachfront property here in tennessee so uh maybe February al gore, 18th 2019 yeah so al gore was a little was 30 bit, years ago yeah was a little bit ago, off on his timing there yeah um but I swear we're going to get to this Ellen Page video, oh, yeah, we but will. we're going to rant a little bit. But, yeah, we ramble. So here we are, Ozone, Al Gore, Inconvenient Truth, and now we got Ocasio, Kami Cortez, sitting here yeah. and tell us that we've got 10 years to live. If 12, years. No, 12, years, 12 years. 12 years. 12 years to yeah. live. But we have 10 years. 10 years Ten years to get this Green Deal done. Uh, 12 years, we're all going to die. Uh, but that doesn't take into account that China and all these other countries are blowing a, a crap load of smog and debris and pollutions into India the air. China. India and China, thank you. Uh, it doesn't take into account the fact that those people aren't going to go into this new Green Deal, which we'll get into that. It's a socialist program. That's that pinky in the doorway, ladies and gentlemen. That's pinky in the doorway to full-on socialism. And that goes back to the straws and this all this crazy nonsense going on in California and New York City. You got people doo-dooing in the street yep. in San Francisco. People are doo-dooing in the street in San and Francisco. They, and they're concerned about plastic straws. Straws are going to take you out. Are the end of the world. Yeah. So let's go ahead and play this Ellen Page piece. This is subversive propaganda in your everyday entertainment, which an alarming amount of people want their daily news, but they want it in a comedic way, so they tune into these late-night programs. But here's Ellen Page and Stephen Colbert, uh, who was a false conservative in his former show, shows you that these people... What was his former show? Uh, the Colbert Report. Colbert Report, Which, yeah. you know, tells you these people are absolute chameleons oh, yeah. in, in what they want you to believe. But, you know, when, when, the, when the boss comes a-calling, they're going to spew out whatever crap they can spew out for the almighty dollar. Well, I mean, we can see that with Fox News and CNN, you know. Um, uh, Greta Van Susteren went to MSNBC mm -hmm. from Fox News, and she was a staunch conservative. And oh, yeah, sudden, you got a, what's the other one? The, Allison uh, Camerata went from Fox News to CNN. I mean, she just transitioned like it was nothing. She is a conservative, you know, host on, on uh I think she was on Fox and Friends and some yeah. things like that. Yeah. Fox yeah. Fox and Friends the weekend. Write her like write that. a check with yeah. a couple more zeros and boom, she's That's a it. she's a she's a bleeding heart liberal. A bleeding liberal. So without without further you know uh, ado, here is Ellen, Ellen Page, Page talking about climate change, and then she's going to transition a little bit to uh, a different topic. Uh, we'll we'll hear it. Go ahead. That by twenty. 30, the world as we know it, that's it. That's it. 
if it was a movie, we'd have Bruce Mill Bruce Willis in a suit, like talking about something. Please cast me. Um, it's a they did make a movie about this, by the way. It's been 2012. It was, uh, what's the asteroid movie? Two asteroid movies they made about it. Oh, the asteroid movie it was 2012. It was uh, the day after tomorrow. Day the Earth was going to freeze in an yeah. instant. Go. I mean, come on. Yeah, whatever. But just to interject, that they have made this movie over and over and over. And, again. and unfortunately, and Ellen, it's all it's all evidence of subversive propaganda and, despi- and, and trauma-based reality to and, keep you in a state of trauma. And I just want to point out before he, he, he continues the video that despite Ellen Page's desperate pleas for getting casting, her acting career, her acting skills were not good enough to get her in any of these disaster movies. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. That was good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Uh, you have, like, please, Amy Adams, save us. I can just pray that, like, finally the aliens will come and have compassion for us. That's another topic for another day, the alien agenda. And Amy can do something. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like the urgency would be so severe, and instead it's like we have a media that's barely talking about it. We have a media that's saying it's a debate whether or not what just happened to Jesse Smollett is a hate crime. It's absurd. This isn't a debate. I do. Let me let me just let me just yeah. bring it into common terms what she just said. Don't question a damn thing that we're telling you. Everything that we're telling you is the absolute truth. Whatever you see on the news is the absolute truth. Do not debate it and do not question. Have it. you ever have you ever sit back and you watch the news and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna segue into a little bit deeper part. We're gonna get into this Jesse Smollett yeah. situation and then wrap this thing up here. But have you ever thought to yourself about how you are you get on you get on you get off from work and you come home and you turn on the, you turn on the news and you try to get your local news and there's this, you know, uh, tune in at six and tune in at eleven. You know how your your water is killing you or how your daily commute to work is killing you. It's all these alerts and it's all this flash like oh my oh my we're we're you know there's something new that's killing us or something new that's killing our children. There's something. It's all about getting you to tune in. And then when you find out that it's something that's, you know, eggs are good, eggs are bad, eggs are this, eggs are that. You know, how many times have we went through this back and forth, this back and forth, and this back and forth? And the whole part of critically thinking is not when only when you watch the news, but when you watch your television program, you're watching your Stephen Colbert, is don't let your mind and don't let your brain get into this state of 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 relaxation that you are subjective to everything that these people say because they're going to throw out to here out to you these trigger words these trigger uh titles to your brain that sit there and say you know uh like for the the jesse smollett situation like you know uh empire black actor is assaulted uh by mega hat where you know you get out here and you see the uh Mega wearing group of high school kids assault Native American veteran person. I mean, those are things that that trigger your mind. Like you hear Native American, you think, oh, the oppressive Native Americans, a minority group, uh, blah blah blah. Uh, veteran, this person that served the United. I mean, those are those are key adjectives to a person that trigger your mind to the point where your brain sits there and says, like, puts you in an oh my gosh situation. This oh my gosh, I can't believe that this poor pit. Uh, 
pitiful minority group, this poor pitiful uh, veteran who served our our country is being harassed, being uh, uh, chastised by this group of big bag, uh, big big bad uh, MAGA wear, hat wearing people because they sit there and demonize the MAGA hat as the new Nazi hat, the new Nazi hood. Uh, you know, if you wear a MAGA hat, you're going around with a club and a stick and a gun, and you're you're taking out your enemies and blah blah. This is this is all these things that the media has put together. To not give you the news, but to trigger you to to constantly keep you in this state of alert, this state of helplessness, this state of of uh, and vulnerability, for the lack of a better term. But what we're we're trying to tell you is that when you watch these shows, you've got to keep your brain. You basically got to keep your yourself and your brain in this constant back and forth dialogue, this this back and forth questionnaire, like. What am I watching? Is this the truth? Is there more to this truth? Analyzing these pieces of information. Because like we said earlier in this broadcast, there's not the there's not the, the point that these news organizations are not giving you facts. They're giving you facts. But they're also they're burying those facts in these trigger word headlines, these trigger word reporting, that your brain sits there and totally disregards the facts and you go to that oh my God moment. This oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And it totally makes your mind uh, eject the actual facts. It spews those actual facts out of your brain, and you're left with this trigger word like, "Oh, eggs are bad for you." You know, it's it's not the fact that you know, "Oh my God, I can't ever." Eat. Your brain well, said, "Oh my God, for you." Yeah, but today they're not. They're bad good. For I said you. what yeah. I said. So I mean, you know, so you're left with your brain's like, "Oh my God, eggs are bad for me." Screw what the contents of the report was like, oh, eggs are bad for me if you eat, you know, four dozen eggs in one sitting. Yeah, they might be bad for you. But eating, you know, one egg a day is good. People are, are are constantly programmed to be so busy nowadays that they only get the headlines. So, you know, the Jesse, the Jesse, Jesse Smollett attack is probably one of the biggest great examples of critical thinking that we can have to, to kind of pinpoint where we're heading at here and hammering this thing home. And Michael's got some video or an audio from this video. Uh, we're going to show you that this is from Fox News, so we're going to disclose where we got this from. Yeah. This is from yeah. Fox News. This is one of the initial reports of the Fox News. These are facts, and these are facts. The, the headline says police investigating assault on Empire actor Jesse Smollett as a possible hate crime. Now we don't question that there was an assault. Oh, we're not going to question there's assault. There's definitely, definitely an assault. Definitely we're an learning assault. there's an assault, but I mean this is the initial report, so let's keep that in mind. Okay. So we're going to go ahead. But and here's your here's now. your keywords for he plays this. Empire actor Jesse Small. Most people know Empire is a predominantly black programming, so you're automatically they don't have to say black actor, blah blah blah. Right. You know, black but guy I'll gets just, shot by I'll white just point cop. This out on the local news here, that if a white cop shoots a black person, that they emphasize that a white cop shot a black man oh yeah because they have an agenda here they're going to sit it's there an agenda and, they're going to sit here and prop up the 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 racism in america to a level that is non-existent in america today because the the level of racism that the mainstream media promotes or says that exists oh it does exist. not exist it doesn't exist does not exist they're gonna they're gonna make you think we're living in 1960 50s, 60s, were Jim Crow, yeah. Jim Crow, we're not, people, we're and it's not, not the truth, no, but they're going to sit here and make exists. you, you're gonna, they're going to put you in this constant state of shock 
But here we are, Empire actor Jesse Smoke, a possible hate crime. So you've already deduced whatever you want. That You're just passing by, taking little Susie and Timmy to the soccer practice at warp speed throughout your busy day. All you see is Empire actor, possible hate crime. You go about your day thinking, oh hate my God. Hate crime's the trigger word. Hate crime's the trigger word. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh my God, here's a hate crime against this black guy minding his own business in Chicago. But here's the facts. Here's the facts reported for your critical thinking, pur your, your critical thinking purposes for this video. Here's actual facts from Fox News. Right now, but so far, here is what we know. Chicago police say this empire actor, 36-year-old Jesse Smollett, was attacked on the streets of Chicago here early this morning by two men wearing ski masks. Those men beat the actor physically. They shouted homophobic slurs against him. They poured a chemical on him, believed to be bleach, and tied a rope around his neck at one point. The offenders fled the scene. Smollett checked himself into a nearby hospital and is doing okay. Chicago police released a statement writing in part overnight. The Chicago Police Department received a report of a possibly racially charged assault and battery involving a cast member of the television show Empire. Given the severity of the allegations, we are taking this investigation very seriously and treating it as a possible hate crime. And just in a statement released from 20th Century Fox reads in part, we are deeply saddened and outraged to learn that a member of our Empire family Jussie Smollett was viciously attacked last night. We send our love to Jussie, who is resilient and strong, and we will work with law enforcement to bring these perpetrators to justice. So far, police have not identified any of these assailants, and we expect to get a statement from Jussie Smollett's personal publicist soon, and that might give us some more first-hand details about this brutal attack. So, I mean, there's some facts in there. I mean, we know that this this actor, this Jussie Smollett, we know that he was attacked. We know that he had a, a, a noose. Uh, wrapped around his neck. We know, we know from reports that uh, he had or a rope. A rope. They said a noose or a rope. Uh, something was tied around this 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 guy's neck. We know that he was assaulted. We know that he was uh, thrown. Some kind of chemical was thrown on him. Uh, I mean, I think that I think the underlying part is you you hear that and and if you don't think critically, you think, oh, this is a done deal. This guy's been assaulted. Uh, this is MAGA country. But you're but here's. Chicago. Here's, here's where you critically think. This is MAGA country, and this assault happened in Chicago. Rahm Emanuel, uh, I believe chief of staff or for Barack Obama. For yeah. Barack Obama, chief of staff for Barack Obama is mayor, uh, predominantly Democratic area. And it's this, Barack Obama's district, I believe. Barack Obama's, yeah, Barack Obama's hometown. So here you've got this heavily Democratic area, and you've got... You've got two people that find Jesse Smollett. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't know Jesse Smollett if he came smack me in the face in the I middle I wouldn't either, town yeah. right now. So I mean, I don't know how they go? Oh, let's target Jesse Smollett. How do they know he was gay? So how do they know that Jesse Unless Smollett is gay black life, actor? Yeah, I mean, I mean, still, I wouldn't know Jesse Smollett if he ran me over with a Cadillac. But, I wouldn't either. Uh, you've got two random people in the middle of Chicago yelling, "This is MAGA country." There's and it your, came out later that it was like twenty below zero. Twenty below it was zero. Ridiculously cold. Here is your first critical thinking red flag, Chicago. This is MAGA country. There's where you should stop right there, and your brain should sit there and say, "Hey, I'm not going to take any, any more of this crap that this media's uh, peddling to me. I'm not going to sit here and and listen to these headlines of this is a hate crime, and Kamala Harris and all these wannabe Democratic candidates." <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what did Kamala say? It's a modern day lynching. <laughs> it's a modern day lynching. It's I mean, she, she. I mean, they lay latched onto this thing a leech, like a leech on a on a fat guy's rear end. Yeah. But I mean, here they are. 
you know, clinging to this thing that this is, oh my God, this, these, these mega Donald Trump hat wearing people, racists are out here hanging this Jesse Smollett, who nobody knows who that is unless you watch Empire, which 95% of America probably didn't know who the oh, heck Jesse yeah. Smollett is. Uh, but here you are, attack, the man, you go on and you, you hear these news reports that this guy went to the subway, uh, that tells you the left. tuna sandwich. Yeah, that, that tells you what kind of actor you are. That you, you you've settled for Subway tuna sandwich in the middle of the night. But uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock yeah, in the morning. Early, I mean, early, early uh, who? Morning. What actress of Hollywood doesn't go to Subway at two in the morning for a tuna sandwich? But uh, you're seen on video. You're the only person on video other than these two uh, suspects. Well, so-called they suspect. Them, they deemed them homeless in the beginning. Yeah, homeless suspect. Yeah, yeah. homeless. Let's let's prey on the homeless people there. Uh, so you got these two. These two suspects on there, uh, you're seen on video before attack with your Subway tuna sandwich. Uh, you're seen after the attack still holding your tuna, uh, your Subway tuna sandwich. Must have made a really good tuna sandwich. Nice man didn't even drop the tuna $5 sandwich. $5 foot long. Five, $5. You're not going to drop that, man. You're going to hang on to it. Come hell or high water. Uh, red flag number two, the man's still got his tuna sandwich in his hand. Uh, and then the story doesn't add up as we keep going on and we keep going on and we keep going on. Uh, if you critically think the situation, I, I mean, I knew before we even got to the point where we're at today that this is this something's not adding up. This guy's faking this thing. I guarantee you, this is some fledgling actor on a, on a show that's no longer uh, trying to make relevance and trying to uh, push a political narrative and make himself be relevant. And here we are today. Uh, this thing's a fake. Uh, this guy paid two uh, Nigerian, black Nigerians, uh, well, huge Donald Trump, allegedly, yeah, alleged. Allegedly. Maybe allegedly black. We don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, they are black. Uh, racist fluid, gender fluid. Who knows in America yeah. today what you are. Uh, I think we got some more video. Uh, this video here, number 37. Let me pull this up here. So we'll play a little bit more on this Jesse uh, Smollett. Uh, Smollett. Yeah. yeah, this Jesse Smollett situation. And this, this video here is a, a CNN report where everybody jumped to conclusion and... It, it just had to be what the narrative had to be, and it was going to be that way regardless of the facts. So here it is. Says he was the victim of an attack early Tuesday morning. Police confirmed the actor was captured on video inside a Subway restaurant near his apartment building shortly before he says he was attacked. Smollett's manager called police to the actor's apartment 40 minutes after the alleged attack. When the officers responded, the actor was still wearing a thin rope that he says was used in the assault. According to authorities, the actor had light cuts and a scratch on his face. Police say officers arrived with their body cameras rolling. As is procedure, they asked Smollett if he wanted them to stop recording and that he told them yes. Chicago PD say they have a dozen detectives on the case and confirmed they're expanding the search of the city's surveillance network, one of the most extensive in the U.S. Smollett has not responded to our request for comment. Tonight, a search for potential persons of interest wanted for questioning in a now high-profile alleged assault. Rama, NBC News, Chicago. NBC News fans, thank So, I mean, there you got some some more critical critical thinking tools in that broadcast from NBC. Everybody jumped to the conclusion this is a hate crime. Uh, Kamala Harris says it's the modern-day lynching uh uh, all the Democratic candidates, you know, clinging to this thing as some uh, big bad Trump supporters are going around the country and, and demonizing people and suppressing Chicago. Chicago, 
I mean, Chicago, I mean, come on. Red flag, red flag, red flag. They didn't find anybody the guy, with the guy shows, mega hats. Yeah, no mega hats. There's no mega video with mega hats. There's no mega hats floating about the streets of Chicago. There's no uh this guy goes to this guy goes to the hospital with this thin noose rope around his neck. Uh, I mean, who goes to the hospital with the rope around your neck? Well, the I mean, police showed up at his apartment. Yeah. His publicist or something was at his apartment and the police showed up some 40 minutes later and he still had the thin rope is what the yeah, 40, thin rope. 40 minutes neck. later and you've still got this thin rope around your neck. I mean, I white or black, brown, green, whatever you are, you're not going to sit here 40 minutes later and keep this rope around your neck. Unless you really want to eat your Unless you sandwich. really, really, really love that tuna sandwich. <laughs> Subway makes a good tuna. They do. I mean, oh, I've never ate it. I mean, if you want to eat yoga mats Subway, and tuna, yeah. go to Subway. I get a spicy Italian. Spicy Is that Ita- racist? It's racist. Can I say spicy you can't, Italian? You can't say Italian. Oh, okay, you can't okay. say Italian. Can I say spicy? You can't say spicy. Okay, it, might, well. it might offend the... Uh, yeah, we're going to bleep that yeah. out later. If not... Just hold your yeah. ears. Uh, I mean, forty minutes later, you got a you've got a, a, a noose like rope around your neck. You got. I mean, come on, people. The news media is not giving you the news. The news media is not telling you the truth. The news media is not your friend. Fox, CNN, neither one of them. They all have an agenda. They all play for the same team. They all are going to go about the same end game in a different way. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're all bad. I'm not going to sit here and say they're all on the same page. But they all work for the same end goal. They all work for that corporation. They all work for uh, those deep state uh, agenda type people that are trying to program American citizens into believing one way or the other. We've seen it in the election. We've seen it in this Russia hoax. We've seen it in this uh, uh, Justice Smollett situation. We've seen it as early as 1990 with the GM... Uh, trucks, my God, all those people that died in the nineties of those side collisions. I don't recall that being a big issue. I don't. I don't either. But I mean, I'm sure. No, but the hole in the ozone. Was the huge. hole. The hole in the ozone. We were all going to die, and and from you know in the eighties. Oh, and from don't the, go in the sun because you're going to get yeah, sun cancer. Don't go in the sun because you're going to get sun cancer. Skin cancer. Skin cancer. You're going to get yeah, skin cancer. Sun cancer. You're going to get skin cancer from going in the sun. I mean, but now we can't use the the same. Sun, the same uh, sunscreen that they told us because it's killing the coral reefs. Yeah, it's killing the coral reefs. So, I mean, you can't win, people. This, There's an agenda here. You don't have to agree with this podcast. You don't, no, have, you to don't agree. have to agree. And with we're not asking you no, to. We're we're not, not, I'm no. not sitting here. Neither we're one of us. You to think for yourself. Yeah, neither one think of us. Think for are, yourself. Neither one of us are sitting here saying that you've got to believe either Jack or Michael that our way is the highway that it's it's set in stone. Uh, we're just asking you to look deeper. We're asking you when you sit here and watch your your program, your comedy, eight o'clock primetime show, nine o'clock primetime show. Uh, what are they telling you? What are they trying to normalize here? Are they trying to trying to normalize some amoral uh, situation in this country? Are they sitting here trying to? I mean, I think I think one of the things that we're going to touch on later. Uh, that I pointed out is, and I mean, and people are going to call me racist or whatever, but that's not the fact. It's it's just a fact. That's what it is. Let's point it out what it is. It's a fact that more and more TV shows, more and more commercials. I mean, you've got interracial couples. Is is it the, is it go to this narrative that white people are inherently bad 
that well that is that is the that's the narrative i mean that's the narrative that the white people are bad that we have this this privilege and and i mean i'm gonna we're gonna show you later that white privilege uh is made up uh that there are people i mean and we can attest to our, our projects already that uh i guess the vast majority of the people that we've served have been white people yeah. Uh, struggling to make in, ends meet, struggling to provide for their families, struggling to provide uh, for their children. Uh, but the end game for Fox, NBC, in, MSNBC, CNN is all the same. And that is ratings, that is advertisement, that is the, the almighty dollar that fuels these programs, that hooks you into watching them, that hooks you into watching these, these programs, uh, that are sitting here and I mean it, it all it started way back then the normalization of certain things in society and you see those in programs you see those in the things that you watch it normalizes something and it and it becomes a big issue uh, I mean we can we can pinpoint things right now but we're running out of time we want to wrap this thing up uh, but the the end goal of this program like we said was for critical thinking uh, it was to get you to think beyond what's in front of you uh, to keep your brain uh, from going into this this state where suggestible, yeah, this highly su suggestible, this state. highly suggestible, hypnotic state. almost. Yeah, I mean, if you watch TV, I mean, like Michael said earlier, programming. It's it's programming. You're pro being it's you're, you're being programmed to sit here and watch this program. You think you're being entertained. You think you're laughing. You think your your family's enjoying this thing, but they're normalizing something for a political agenda that you always find to come out. I mean, it 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 started. It started, I mean, our prime example that we could point out just top of our head, and, and maybe we'll do a video on this or a podcast on this, the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ XYZ movement that went on. I mean, that started before. With, well, I think that that started, well, the transgender movement started way back in the 80s with the little sitcom called Bosom Buddies to normalize men dressing as women. Right. So, I mean, you can go back to the 80s and see... The slow progression of the normalization of a certain topic that ends up becoming a, a hotbed political issue that ultimately the American people get behind because like oh my god I'm outraged I can't believe this and it's because you've been normalized and this is this is where this is all leading to it's leading to the sexualization of children and legalization of pedophilia um, that's the end game for the LGBTQ community. Uh, they won't admit it. They won't tell you that now. But if you would have asked them 10 years ago if the end game was to normalize transgender or to normalize sec, uh, sexual reassignment surgeries or to normalize um, gender dysphoria disorder, which is the actual uh, DSM term for transgenderism, which, if you go back uh, almost probably 35 to 40 years, um, same-sex attraction was a uh, clinical disorder. It was categorized in the DSM as a psychological disorder. And if you look on the uh, American Psychological Association website, you can find for yourself that one of their stated goals is to uh, destigmatize homosexuality in American culture, which now we've destigmatized homosexuality in American culture, and now we're on to the T 
of the LGBTQ community. Uh, So we've destigmatized L, we've destigmatized G, uh, we've destigmatized B before we destigmatized G. Now we're on to T. Then we'll go to Q. I don't even. I honestly don't even yeah, know what, what, is, Q, what is, is Q. And but then where do we go beyond Q? Beyond Q is Nambla, right? Beyond and Q is the 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 sexualization of children, uh, pedophilia being normalized, um, and, and it being normalized, being uh, not a disorder. There's TED talks about pedophilia not being a uh, a dis a disorder, rather it being a sexual orientation, but that's like we've uh, said yeah. it a dozen <laughs> times. I feel like we said that a lot, but we're just but get, that's we're just for getting started. The future, that's yeah. A, I mean, that's a and we're just, like I said, we're just getting started with this podcast. We just wanted to kind of get this out here to kind of to build a foundation of where we're going to go uh, moving forward with these podcasts. We're going to cover a lot of topics. Uh, we're going to try to do these things weekly. Uh, if a topic comes up during the week that we feel compelled to, to, to speak on, I think we're going to get together and, and do those. I mean, we have a lot of different viewpoints. Uh, me and Michael, uh, we're from the same uh, same uh, part of the country. I think we have a lot of uh, similar viewpoints, but we have we do have different perspectives. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and, and say for the future that you know I have a more of a societal political perspective. I'm going to say that Michael does too, but uh, Michael also has is going to bring to the table uh, a refreshing biblical aspect to some of the things that we talk religious, to. A religious action. I'd say a, political science. Yeah. Uh, biblical. Um, biblical worldview. Yeah, a biblical worldview. Yeah. We're not going to try to convert you or anything like that, but I no, mean, no. we just have. We're here to tell you the truth. Yeah, we're here, we're here to tell you the truth. We know it. Disagree or agree. Uh, the end result or the end goal is that we want you to think think critically, uh, dissect what the information has been given to you. Uh, don't just take uh, the media at face value. Uh, you know, do a little self digging, do a little research, take the time out of your busy day that you've been programmed to have, uh, and just look into the news and the information that you're given and say, wait a minute, is that really? really the truth is it really uh what's going on is there more to this and do your own research i mean there's there's information out there there's different perspective out there there's you may you know some of these things have been stigmatized as cuckoo and crazy off the wall but there are truth in there um you know so we're going to give you those two perspectives we're going to throw a lot of those things at you you can look at that information i think i think when michael gets into his uh his religious perspective his biblical perspective i think he's going to give you some some things that you can go look at and you can you can you can read it uh, you can uh take it for face value you can take it for what it's worth you can make your own conclusion out of it but i mean that's our goal is to give you things that you can go to direct things that you give you examples and and let you try to re-examine them uh we're going to cover a lot of topics we're hope that this one when this one takes off uh so thanks for joining us tonight. Well, before we yeah. before you wrap it up here, I just wanted to, to give you some meat to chew on to think about with yeah. this whole Jesse Smollett instance, is that if you really go back and research these, you know, radical MAGA hat violent racist incidents or incidents of hate crimes, you'll find out that the majority of hate crimes 
um, that are reported in the United States are manufactured. Oh yeah, they're manufactured by by the left. By the left, they're manufactured by the left. It's just like I mean, Jesse Smollett is just another example of a manufactured hate crime because hate crimes do not occur as much as they want us to believe. They want us to believe that KKK, white supremacy. What is one of the chants that they always say? Hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's something. Uh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it before the end. No, it's uh, it's left our mind. Boom. No KKK USA or something. No like fascist that. USA. Yeah. yeah. No KKK. Yeah. No fascist yeah. USA. Yeah. Whatever no the chant that the no left fascist got. USA. We've heard that at multiple. I mean, the KKK is a minuscule. Oh, I, mean, I don't microcosm of of its heyday. It's 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 not a threat. It's manufactured. Manufactured. You've got you've got these manufactured hoaxes across college campuses. You've got the Jesse Smollett case. I mean, boom, that's in your face. The college campuses, you've got the Covington High School, Covington High Native School. America. I mean, we, we pointed that out earlier. Those were black individuals yeah. that were harassing the Covington High School boys. So the actual racists in that incident were black men taunting high school boys. But the... Mainstream media won't tell majority you majority white high school boys. Majority white high school boys calling these these high school boys faggots, faggots and crackers. And, yeah, everything. I mean, imagine imagine the reversal where where white kids were calling black people uh, racist names. Yeah. What what this this situation would have escalated into? I mean, we probably would have riots on this. We'd have another Ferguson oh, yeah, on yeah. our hands. But but what is real? But what is real is the left radicalization. What is real is Antifa and the violence of Antifa. What is real is anti-Trump uh, individuals who cuss out people for merely wearing a Make America Great Again hat or, or cuss out or assault uh, young men or individuals who are wearing uh, MAGA hats, underage, adult on child violence. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's all it is. You'll never hear the mainstream media call it that, but it is adult on child violence. We have normalized in this society, in the midst of all this fake news, this uh, subversive propaganda, like subversive we like to call it. That's yeah. like, an mm -hmm. awesome term. Uh, subversive propaganda is that we have normalized, we have okayed with grown adults chastising, uh, racially uh, uh, demonizing uh, children, underage children in American society simply for wearing a Make America Great Again hat, simply for having an opposing viewpoint. It is now okay to not only attack adults, but to go after children. And there's videos across the internet. You Google it, YouTube it. You'll find them. There's, there's videos of adults uh, I mean, confronting even, and attacking children, malls, restaurants across America, yeah. simply for having a Make America Great Again hat. I mean, I can't, I can't recall uh, in the '90s as a 12-year-old that if I had a Clinton shirt on yeah, in the right. era of George Bush, that yeah. an adult was going to sit there and criticize me in the face of, you know, in public in, in the '90s. But this is what, this is what we've normalized. This is what the news has normalized because they've sit there and told you that if you're wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. In the United States it's the today, new white hood. that you're you're wearing the new the white, new hood, white that hood. That you are the KKK. You are the Nazi. You are a fascist. You are anti-black. You're anti-brown. You're anti-this. Uh, 
you're you're this basket of deplorables that Hillary Rodham Clinton uh, outlined for us in the 2016 election. You're all yeah, she lost all the way. So America did not agree with that. But you're all these things that they keep on trying to tell you that you that we are and that we are not. And we'll get into those hopefully later on in the videos. So, Michael, you got anything else you want to add? I mean, no, so, I don't have anything so else. Does I think the, that's all I wanted to So, as out. we're wrapping this thing up, does the news report facts? Yes, yes. Yes, they do. But it's up to you as the individual to critically think for yourself to be able to take those that facts that are in that information uh, and... Make your own judgment. Form your own judgment. I mean, go back to the definition. Analyze. Yeah, analyze. Evaluate. And evaluate yeah. uh, an issue so that you can form your own judgment. Don't take for face value what the, what the media gives you. you because know. they'll wrap the facts in their opinion. Uh, I think there's a saying about the, the, the... Oh, the best place to place the truth, or the best place to place a lie yeah. is between... Two truths. Yeah. So when you get a, a lie, lie in the truth. you get a, a lie sandwich between the truth. You're gonna believe everything that you've been spit out, and yeah. that's what these that's what the media left or right is doing. Uh, so you know, go back go back to the elementary school days. I know that I know people out there my age and and older uh, can relate to this, but go back and critically think a situation, analyze the facts that have been put out there before you um, those are things that we're asking that you to do in in this broadcast so we're gonna wrap this things up we're gonna uh, we're gonna put together some more videos hopefully uh, you'll support us uh, I'm uh, again I'm Jack and I'm Michael we're project 45 uh, we hope that you enjoyed this broadcast uh, we look forward to more podcasts uh, in the future, uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, that's at Project Forty Five Maga, uh, M A G A, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Project Underscore Forty Five. Uh, hope you all have a good afternoon, and hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast. We look forward to speaking with you in the future. Again, think critically, think independently, and make your own judgments. judgments.